I hope this message, the message or the series that we've been teaching has been a blessing to you. If you haven't been watching, you can always go back because it's still on YouTube. We're asking that you would like, share and subscribe for today. And then also click on the bell in the upper right-hand corner so you can be notified each time that we come on. So Dr. Larry, are you ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready, uh, Dr. Nate, <laughs> Renee. I forgot you were born ready. I forgot. You better know it. Had to. Had to be <laughs> born ready. Yeah, and we're doing a little uh, tag team and also in this message, so you'll hear it from both of us. And also, it's, it's uh, important that we all interact. If you have a question, you know, that's going to generate uh, a perception that'll help somebody else connect the dots, please ask it. And if you have one for yourself, you please ask that also. We just ask to make sure you get your background that's conducive to the viewing audience that we're presenting the message of the kingdom to. That, that sounds pretty intelligent there. Hmm. Hmm. I might try that some more. Okay, so let's pull our notes up. And listen, this is what we are doing. Now, on the thumbnail on YouTube, you're going to see how to guarantee your place in heaven. And of course, uh, we were never created to go to heaven. But I'm trying to get some that attention uh, relative to what type of lifestyle that's required. The lifestyle that's required. Uh, Dr. Nate, because, you know, we've been told, we were taught, and many people just, you can't convince them otherwise that once I say, uh, Father, I believe that Yeshua, you know, he rose from the dead, you rose, raised him from the dead on my behalf, and I, I confess, I repent of my sin, now I'm saved, so I'm saved, that's it. And uh, we have pointed out during his teaching that that's the way that we get born again. And you can uh, be born again and still die in sin and not go to heaven. There are no criminals in heaven. You cannot die in a rebellious state and go to a perfect, pure place where sin doesn't reside. If that's true, then Satan have every right and all these demons that got kicked out with no ticket back, all of them got to be allowed to go back and none of, none of them will, and we know that. So that that is not... Uh, the message or the mind of our creator, there is a way to guarantee that when you die, that you will not go to hell and you will go to heaven temporarily and you will spend uh, the rest of eternity with the father. There is a way to do that. And that's what we are dealing with now because we'll cover several uh, subtopics. And the way to do that is living by faith. Everyone must be in that state when we breathe our last breath on this earth in a state of living by faith. And we, we're gonna go into uh, that word faith also, and we wanna uh, do a brief review, and we're gonna take you to the original word, that in the English word means faith. I mean, the English word faith uh, means confidence, uh, to trust and things of this nature. But that word actually doesn't justify the original word in the Hebrew language, the father, the language the father chose to communicate to the writers, to the prophets, the teachers, the emissary to communicate uh, to them in uh, in the beginning, you know, and the so scripture. Dr. Larry. Yes. Wow. I thought you were finished with that sentence because I always try to let you complete that thought. So I do apologize. But I, I wanted to ask you, uh, so basically what you just said was, it's possible 
you said, and this sounds really controversial. As a matter of fact, it goes against the total grain of what has been taught in um, religion. And that is once you confess that Yeshua is Lord, basically everyone else or the majority is teaching that all you have to do is confess with your um, mouth and believe in your heart and then you're saved and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. So basically you just said, even if a person is saved, they will they will still go to hell if they don't do something in particular. Now that's pretty controversial. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out because um, there are some people who are watching for the very first time and then that puts a question mark there. And even if the heart is not ready to receive, it's because the, a seed has been planted in the heart and that seed has to be uprooted so that the truth can go in. So you were just getting ready to talk about um, faith. I mean, so I wanted to uh, just bring that uh, to a point. Yeah, yeah people, uh, we act based on what we, how we think, you know, and, um, you know, every time I say that, then somebody come right back and say, well, salvation is guaranteed based on Romeo 10, 9. And overlook all other scriptures, all other thoughts, and overlook the Lord Himself. And in doing this, this series, that's why it, uh, it's important and is imperative to go back and listen to all of it. Because we covered people who were born again, spirit filled, miracles flowing in their lives, and they trampled the word on their feet. They count the blood of the covenant common thing, they insulted the spirit of favor. You know, and he, and he told us in Hebrew, called Hebrews, that there's a eternal judgment and the fiery wrath of Elohim against them. That person was born again. So that comes back to the freedom of the will. The, and to say that when we make that confession that I'm going to heaven anyway, or anyhow, or anywho, is to say that the Father will control our will from that point on. Whether we want to go or not, we're going. He don't operate like that. We were created with a free will. When the scripture said man was created in the image and the likeness, image means a direct reflection of who the father is. Likeness means spirit, soul, and body with a sovereign free will to make choices. And those choices also came with a pardoned, pardon, which called pardoning of a bad choice. The uh, Malachams, the ministering spirits in heaven, they were created with a free will also. But also there was a law that said, if you choose to use your will, there is no redemption. And they knew about that. So they chose to violate that law and they knew that they never could be redeemed. All right. Man was created with a law that said, if you choose against me, then the day you do that, you're going to separate, be separated from me. But also, we were created with the uh, availability to be redeemed. And that's, that's what this whole thing has been about with Yeshua coming to pay that eternal price. So um, also in uh, Aleph, Yochanan, uh, no, Aleph, Yochanan 2 and 16, that's first. John 2 and 16 transliterated into the English, but John never became an Englishman. So I'm going to say Yochanan. 
He says, the world is perishing, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, pride of life, and all those things and those who practice those things. The only person that will abide or live forever ever is the person, not the person who made a confession, but the person who does the will of the Father. We covered this also in Hebrew called Hebrew 11 and 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And then over in Hazan called Revelation 21 and 8, he talks about those lifestyles and the characteristics of the lifestyle that people live. And as, as, as a result of that, what will the eternal state be? Now, lake of fire and brimstone simply mean a place of containment for souls of people, whereas there is nothing but chaos and torment, like a continual burning of lawlessness, chaos and torment. He wasn't talking about literal fire because the body uh, is going to be done. Bodies are temporary. Let me put it like that. But the spirit and soul live forever, whether connected to the father or separated from the father. Spirits and souls cannot die. They, they cannot ever die. So that's a person spirit that's cut off and their soul, mind, will, and motion, conscious, knowing where they are in a consistent, constant place of torment, not being in the body and being in a place of chaos and lawlessness. That's what he was talking about. You know, so in terms of what the Calvinists, and that come from John Calvin, a European who came up with that doctrine, and everybody like it because you can do what you want to do and still go to help them. You know, all kind of people love that. You know, so actually the true message of the kingdom, the true word from the king is always contrary to the message of religion. Now, there's a, um, is that Matthew, who is that, uh, I'm right there. Is it 21, 26, where he was dealing with the doctrine, he was dealing with the tradition of the elders. And he, he mentioned, someone run a search on it. He mentioned the uh, teaching a doctrine of the Pharisees. And he also mentioned the teaching and the doctrine of Herod. And uh, Yeshua said, uh, when he was telling them that beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And then he said the leaven of Herod. And they thought he was actually talking about, you know, the natural leaven you put in bread. Then he corrected him. He said, how long y'all done been with me? My goodness, when are you going to get it? He said, I'm not talking about bread. I'm talking about the teaching, the doctrine. He said, beware of the teaching of the religious groups, all of them. And then he went on to the government doctrine, what the government teach. And of course, we know the government and religion has always worked together because no religion could be established or have influence and power without the government permission. This is why Christmas is a paid holiday. Uh, Easter is a paid holiday. These holidays, Matthew 16 and 6, these are holidays that the government sanction. The government do not, they won't pay you for the holy weeks, such as tabernacle, uh, the Holy Week of Shavuot, uh, End Time, Feast of Weeks, uh, uh, Sukkot Tabernacle, or the week of the Holy Week of Unleavened Bread. You don't get paid for that. 
Why? Because those are kingdom holy days and the kingdom can never be merged with religion and government. So they're always against and controversial against each other. The same way with the doctrine one save, I always say that's a lie. That's, that's based on uh, doing the will of Elohim and dying and over in Corinthian, I believe it's uh, seven, I believe it's, I left uh, Corinthian, I believe it's seven and going on to eight. He talks about uh, a person, you know, being married to an unbeliever and you get born again. He said, don't get rid of them because just because you got born again, uh, because um, they are sanctified and no children through your faith. And if they decide to leave you, let them go. Don't hold on to them. And then he went on to talk about whatever state that a man die in, he is to remain in that state. And we're going to go to that. Matthew Yahoo didn't want to go to that one. It's because everybody's going to be called back in the same state that they left here in. And if a person living a life of rebellion and sin against the father, that's how they're going to be called and judged. And if a person is living and leave here in a state of faith, I'm, I'm talking about real faith and believing. I'm not talking about this crazy stuff, blabbing and grabbing. I'm not talking about any of that. Die living out of the spirit. Make that transition living, embrace the transition because you know you're living out of spirit. Death is never uh, something to be afraid of to a person who's living by faith. People living by faith embrace the transition. They look forward to the transition. They just making sure they empty themselves of everything that the father have put in them. That's why Sheol said, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm empty when I leave here because it's better that I go, <laughs> you know, than to be in this world of torment and suffering, you know, but it's better for you that I hang around and teach yourself. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just tired. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Ain't did nothing but work. Can't count 10 people that were born again as a result of that person's ministry. Nobody got spirit feels. Tired of what? Oh, I'm sorry. That's a pastor coming out. <laughs> Tired of what, though? See, we got to think. We really have to think. Think about it. <laughs> now, let's go to Matthew 16 and 16. Dr. Nate started all this. You know, she, she, she stepped up, made me step up, and now I got to end it. I got to finish it. Matthew 16 and 6. Let's look at this. We're going to look at, I'm going to show you the immersion of religion and government and the teaching of the government and teaching of religion. And, and both, I mean, you can get a wicked president that he, he going to heaven, whatever place they go to, uh, that funeral, wherever they have it, he going to go to heaven. You can believe that. Now, he says, be careful, Yeshua said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, and then they discussed among themselves and said, it is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of the discussion, Yeshua asked, what version is this? We'll just read. You of little faith. You see, they weren't living out of their born again spirit. They weren't living, well, they weren't born again then, but they weren't living based on the availability of the living spirit that Yeshua walked in when he was around him. Why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gather? Or the seven? Continue to read that, Dr. Renee. Or somebody, continue to read that. Okay. 
you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gather or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gather. How is it that you, do, you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread, but be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Another translation, uh, it says, to be on guard of their teachings. Yeah, teaching. He was making reference to teaching because when you, when you hear something and receive it, it's spread throughout your whole system. That's why it's important to be careful who you're hearing and listening to. And people out here listen to different teachers and different pastors. And well, I just go on YouTube and I listen to different people. See, all of that that you are hearing is spreading through you and you're all mixed up, all mixed up. Look at Martha's uh, 8 and 15. That's the one uh, dealing with Herod. It, that, that is very unwise to do because every word that people are saying and when a person say I'm researching, you going there with the intent to hear what that person is saying. And see, there are so uh, uh, many mixed up souls out here, mind, will, and emotion. So many people are so mixed up with strange and foreign uh, teaching, you know, because yeast, it contaminates whatever it, I mean, not contaminate, it changes whatever it touches. When you put yeast in flour or meal, whatever, it make it grow. It changed the form of it because it spreads so fast. That's why he was using it as an analogy of how doctrine teaching, when you hear teaching and you let it in you, that it just spread throughout your whole belief system. You know, and it'd be listening to this and listen to I, I guess somebody always I just stop when I see them sending me stuff, I automatically just just delete it. I'm I don't need to hear all that stuff from everybody. I, I don't want my system full of uh, all these men and women seed. You now that's like a woman just having sex with 10 men a day. That contempt that calls cervical cancer also having sex with different men. I mean, just just don't even know who the baby is. Just get all mixed up. So he was saying, you better watch their teaching. You better be very careful. And this uh, one save, always save, is a religious Calvinist. John Calvinist, he was a Baptist, teaching. It's not a kingdom message. And people embrace that because everybody don't want to go to hell. It ain't heaven, really, people say, I don't want to go to hell. That's really not it. Because if I really wanted to heaven to be my temporary race, resting place until eternity kick in, I would live like that. But most people think that way. Uh, and the majority of ones buying the concert tickets, got season tickets to the game. And entertainment is number one with them. Still drinking, smoking, cussing, and cursing. Don't have no shepherds covering, doing their own thing. You know, living together, sleeping together everything, just doing everything. And still, if you ask them, they'll say, yeah, I believe in the Lord. And you know, you, where you going, you die. Yeah, I know I'm going to heaven when I die. Cause I, cause the Bible said I confess. See, that's religious teaching. It's a lie. Now I'm going to show you, let's look at Marcus 8 and 15. We didn't know all this was going to come up. Marcus 8 and 15, Marcus 8 and 15. That was his name. It wasn't Mark. It was Marcus. He wasn't an Englishman again. Someone else read that. 
8 and 15. There it is. Someone read that. The disciples have forgotten. I started to bring 14. I'm sorry. I started 14. The disciples have forgotten to bring bread except for the one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Yeshua warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Hebrew. They discussed this with one another. I'm sorry, let me just, uh, it is because we have no bread, they were saying. Aware of their discussions, Yeshua asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Go up, please. Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves or the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? 12, they replied. And when I broke That's the seven, seven loaves. Let me clarify. Didn't we say seven? Yes, sir, seven. Yeah, go ahead. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered seven. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, do you still not understand? Mm. You see that? Yeah, yeah, we do see this, don't we? Okay, that's good. So, <laughs> he was on them. Don't you, you're not getting it yet? Well, how could, you know, what he was saying, how could y'all be thinking about bread when you just saw me take one loaf and multiply it? Where did that thought come from? Where did that come from? Why are you not understanding? He was putting them in check. He just, just, we just did that. Now, I mean, what is it? You know, and he used it. He saw where their minds were, where their hearts were, and he used it. It went but one loaf. Just it was one loaf. I mean, five loaves before and he fed thousands. You, don't you think he can feed twelve with one? They were in denial of the supernatural and the spiritual authority that Yeshua walked in, and he started uh, teaching them and putting them in check. And then he told them just that right there. At first, he talked to them about the religious teaching. Now he's talking about the government teaching. You better be aware of that government teaching. The schools that we send our children, no, not us, we start, you send your children to, they are teaching them. And that teaching is contaminating their belief system. And some parents don't see that because their belief system is contaminated. And they really think that the government have to teach their children. They really think that, but why? Because that's the way they are. And all that is against what Yeshua said. He said, beware, examine, don't accept. Just get what you get, just like I did. I, I just, I'm doing this to make to pass a test. I'm not letting this stuff in my belief system. I'm a purposely keeping it in my head just for memory to pass this test. It's not getting to me. I don't believe that mess. You see, now let's look at uh, what was mentioned in, in uh, Corinthian. I think Dr. May put that in the chat. And I saw some other stuff in there. I think we had a question. I left Corinthians 7 and 13. Let's look at, look at that. And then you can read that question, uh, Dr. Renee, that's in the chat box. Or the person that actually could read it. Let's go to I left Corinthians and look at that. 
someone uh, begin reading there. Um, can can we start up just a little bit uh, above that? To the rest, I say, I, not Yahweh, if any brother who has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. Okay, that that's good. We just wanted to point it out. And the other, we don't, cause we got to keep moving. Because you slip down in your own studies to verse 24 and you, you know, different translations going to render it different ways. But he was actually getting at whatever state that you are in. If you remain in that state, that's the state you're going to be called. Now, the translation is going to render it to make you think he was talking about something else. But if you look at kingdom precepts, the principles of the kingdom, the rules that govern uh the uh citizens of the kingdom of heaven it's easy to uh interpret that and know based on all the other scriptures we have showed that there's a fiery judgment that's awaiting for those who turn against willingly and rebel against what the father have done for them that's just for everybody he didn't do that just because they turned these laws were set already set okay now Wanted to bring it up. Now let's go to our notes. Let's go to our, our notes. And we 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 told you we're going to look at what faith really is. We quoted several verses that um the just, those who have been justified, we are to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Then Habakkuk said, the just shall live by their own faith, their belief system. That don't mean you separate, but you live out of what you believe on the inside as a person think that's the way that they are if you haven't been justified then you're not required to live by faith we went to galatians five and six living out of the spirit being led of the spirit he's talking about the born again spirit is how you we live by faith and we won't complete the lust and cravings of the what uh unconformed uh un that the mind that has not been transformed the will that has not been submitted and the emotions that have not been crucified, we won't live out of that. We'll live out of our born again spirit. And that's what living by faith is. And then over in Marcus 11, uh, Yeshua said, after he cursed the fig tree, they asked him about it. He said, the translation really did a bad job on it. They just have faith in Elohim. That's all they wrote in there. That's all they wrote. Let's look at that right quick. And then we're going to come to this Hebrew word for faith. Uh, go look at uh, uh, Marcus 11. Go there real quick. Uh, I think it's around verse 24. I'm going to see how the New Living uh, Translation rendered it. You can pull it up uh, in the NIV. 
and I'm going to go back to the NIV, and we're studying. I think we had a question. Let's let's get that before we get too far, too far. Let's get that question down there. Oh, was that a comment? It'll be 11 and 22. Mark is 11 and 22. All right. Uh, was that a question or comment that we had in the chat box? There was a question. Uh, someone asked, why is there suffering on earth for things we can't control, such as terminal illness? Okay, so uh, there is nothing on earth we cannot control. I told you the word of the king is always controversial. Now, somebody just said that's not right. Well, what the heck you think spiritual authority is for? There's, okay, here we go. Everything that has a name it's subject to the authority of Yeshua. I'm not going to go to all the scriptures because I want to get this, but I know plenty of. We will trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. See, terminal diseases did not come from the Father. Terminal disease means a person is going to die from that. Death didn't come from the Father. You see, Yeshua said in Yochanan 10 that the teaching, the doctrine of the thief, kill, steal, and destroy. I come to give you life. Terminal illness is not life. So we have to first get one thing settled once and for all. And that is that sickness, disease, and all this stuff never came from the father. It came from a disobedient, rebellious man who gave permission for all of this stuff to exist and contaminate our body. Here's the other thing. Not the medical pharmaceutical industry, but the people who study opposite of that and go to the natural uh, remedies that are here and how to reset the body. And the real cause of a lot of this stuff is the diet and the food that's been ate, eat, eaten, even now. Full of preservatives, cancerous product stuff people are more sick right now than they think they are even healthy people going to gym and everything are more sick than they think they are because of the byproducts the food that i at third generation back our grandparents ate and stuff like that is not the same food that's been eaten today who do you think orchestrated the food industry in using chemicals and preservatives. Who you think orchestrated the pharmaceutical? It's fairly new. I think it started about in, back about 1920, somewhere in there. And they, they're basically taken over. Yeshua is not the source of all of these things. He's not the source of it. He gave man dominion in the earth. Man turned around and gave that dominion to Satan. A man came back, got the dominion back and gave it back to the man, kind, who would believe all things are possible to the person who believe and act in it. So the trouble is in the world of rebellion. Because Yeshua said, in the world is trouble, but you're not of the he said, of you're not of the world, you're just in it. In the world, there's many trouble and tribulation, but we're not a part of the world system. You remember he said you're in the world, not of the world. You belong to me. What he was saying, 
the world system doesn't own you anymore. You're not, that government is no longer your government. That culture, that, that dietary way of eating, living, drinking, sleeping, you're not to subject yourself to that any longer. The pressure that's on the mind that causes cancer also. You're not, you're not a part of that system. Peace I give to you. I keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind on me. You understand? So all the stuff that's going on is a product of rebellion and the system that Satan himself controls and run. There's a, a law and there's a, a, a call epigenetics. We, it's on YouTube. We taught, and I'm going to teach it again. We taught that on epigenetics, how that the stem cells in our body were placed there to actually regrow limbs, restore body parts. They are in there and they are only activated by the belief system in the person. And that person's belief system is influenced by the environment that they are in. See, you're around a bunch of folk that believe you're going to die from something and you might as well enjoy life and all that. Come, you're you going to die. You certainly are. Be sick as a dog when you get out of here. Bringing no glory to the Father. And he said, glorify him in body and spirit, by the way. So I was getting at a lot of people eating, going to gym, doing all that stuff, but you are sicker than what you think you are. Was it uh, one of the, the basketball players' son died? I mean, not died, but had a heart attack. Very healthy. People all the time, uh, they think they're healthy. They are not. That proved it right there. You're not healthy because you got muscles. And showing your buttocks with your, uh, uh, spent, what you call the thing, the leggings and all this stuff on. Every time we see you, you're trying to show something. That, 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 that don't mean nothing. If you're not growing it and you didn't kill it, it's byproduct. You're welcome. Okay, so um, I don't mean to be rough, but I, it's always like that. You know, so that's the reason why. Because of the teaching of the government and the teaching of religion. Well, you know, we got a thorn in my heart. You know, Paul, his name is Sheo. It ain't Paul nor Saul. It's Sheo. He had a thorn in his flesh, you know, and I'm just suffering for the Lord, you know, and you know, all of us, and you know, and just all of this stuff. And you got people not saved, no anointing, nowhere, changing their diet and alive right now and talking about it. They just change their diet, change their lifestyle. So Satan is a, uh, the source of it all. Okay. All right. So um, we, uh, we were at, okay, Marcus 22, uh, verse 20. We'll start at verse 20. Pick up a reader. Reader, pick up that Marcus 11 and 20. There's nothing impossible to the person who believes. Okay, uh, Rita uh, picked it up right there. In the morning. Go ahead. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Kepha remembered and said, <clears throat> excuse me, remembered and said to Yeshua, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in Elohim, Yeshua answered. Truly. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Yosef. Don't you kind of get upset when you see just that's all they put in there? Oh, just have faith in God. Have faith in Elohim. That's it. That's all. Just have faith. How? 
Mm. You see how faith, it, the word is just, it's like playing marbles or something when you look at these translations. We're going to look at the word and going to show you in a minute. He was saying to them, live the same way the father does and make him the object of the way that you live. Whatever he say you obey. Change the way that you think. Never ever depend on your skills of, that, you, that you've been using to provide for yourself. Uh, never ever anchor your belief system in the natural. He, 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 I can imagine he stood there and stopped and taught so much a book couldn't contain it because he never did leave people uh, hanging like that. Have, make sure that the life that you are living is not for the anointing, it's in the anointing. Stay in the presence of Elohim. Use your authority. What did Yeshua do? He just spoke. He didn't go take a hoe and dig it up and then take an ax and chop the roots up. He didn't do that. The father, the same way. That's why, okay, this is unproductive. It's time for you to cease. False evidence appearing real. That's fear. That tree also represented fear because it was appearing and having leaves. And no, when the tree had leaves like that, it was supposed to have fruit. It didn't have none. A form of righteousness, but denying the true power that would cause that form to be there. And so he cursed it. He said, ain't nobody going to eat from you no more. And he walked away. He was teaching them, listen, when something confront you like that and it's fruitless, you don't need that in your life. Get rid of it and don't go back and see what happened and walk away. Curse the cancer, curse the thyroid, curse the pain, curse the skin disease, and don't go be checking every morning. It's, it was done when you spoke it. That's why he said, if you believe to receive, when, not after you look and check, when you pray, you, you got it. Well, well, the Lord gonna bless me. You didn't believe, no, you didn't. No, 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 you didn't believe. I, didn't, I did not believe, I'd use me. I did not believe if I said the Lord is gonna bless me. If I believe the Lord has already blessed me when I ask him, I can care less what I see. I, I see this tree. I see it. But look, look, man, them leaves still there. Man, that tree ain't going anywhere. Boy, you crazy. So I'm going, all right, yeah. All right, okay, all right. I'm, I'm not basing my lifestyle on the way I live based on what you're saying. I'm basing it on the way the Father lived. And he lived by the word. Another meaning for our let. He governs the earth. He governs creation by the word of his authority. Dr. Ray, and it's your time. Just let me know. By the word of, your, of his authority. See, it's, it's a lot in there that got looked over. And then he said, and he taught him, if you speak, if you say to a mountain, you actually believe because you have been commissioned as a chief authority in this earth as a man, that mountain got to obey you. All earth is subject to your authority if you believe. Yeah, I do want to interject this. Um, Go right ahead. Times, many times people believe that they're in faith, but actually they're just zealous or they're excited. And then um, when when we live by faith, it's the evidential proof. It's I don't have to just wait, just like you were just saying. I don't have to wait to see if the father is going to do it after it. 
profoundly manifest. And I like sharing um, something that happened with me, particularly when I was thanking the father. Oh, I just thank you. I praise you, father, for the harvest. I'm just so grateful. You know, I was in my spiritual element. And then I heard the Holy Spirit said, I was waiting for your faith to catch up. Just like that. In other words, I'm already here. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You need to come up. So many times we get excited, but that excitement is not what is not what's going to keep you grounded. Faith is always abiding. Faith is unmovable. Faith does your posture does not change when you're in faith. When you're in position, no matter what happens with the opposition that comes, your uh, position or your posture remains the same because you believe what the father has already said. So you remain no matter what comes. We're facing some things right now, some challenges, um, you know, decided to stick their head up. And I said, well, father, I thank you because we already know what your word says that you said you'll rebuke the devourer. So I thank you for the covenant that I have with you. Me too. Because her covenant is my covenant. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to read it all. I want to hit that. And you all read not, And then you see what he was teaching about the words that we speak. If we believe, you see the words that we speak come out of our belief system. And then he said, if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you are saying, definitely life is empowered at all in the usage of language. We believe, as Shea will say it over in Corinthians, Therefore, we speak. We believe, then we speak. We don't speak to believe. And you got ministers teaching, make a confession, make hate. And you know you don't believe nothing you're saying. We just keep saying it until you believe it. That's backward. It's the, it don't work like that. You believe. The precept get into our belief system, become our concept. That conviction is what I'm speaking. I'm convicted of this. I've, I've had uh, physical challenges. Why I speak. And I look at what, well, uh, okay, that's, hmm, that's gone, great. I didn't know when it left. This, I, don't, I wasn't watching that. I wasn't paying attention to that. That's what he was saying. When you speak the word of, of, of what you believe that come from your spirit, the natural will stay as it is in appearance, but the source of his life is dead the minute you speak when you believe if you don't believe nothing change see time and harvest where the enemy come in is in between because you got many will stand and watch you feeling every morning you see i spoke the word every morning you feeling yeah what what you feeling for for what i thought you spoke to it and it was gone so why feel for something that's gone I want to know. Okay. All right. Uh, let's let's get to uh, our notes and someone sent us a time. We're going to look at uh, this note 19 and we're going to look at the, the, the original word, amen. You got uh, two, amen is a root in amuna. Um, um, Some say emoni or emoni. They try to make it an uh, uh, African name or something like that. Of course, it's an ancient African Hebrew name. And a lot of people don't even know that the Hebrew language emanated from Central uh, Africa, Akabula, Eden. That's where it come from. Okay, we're going to have to get out of here. i tell you what, uh, let's just show it. 
and we'll touch it and then um, we'll touch it a little bit. Now, here's the word, the root word. And of course, you got the uh, manuscript. Uh, it's Aleph, Vav, Mem, Nun, Hai. Imoni or Amoni, uh, you simply put a, a, a Vav in between the Aleph and the Mem, I believe. And then you put a high on the end of it. And they may pull it up in, on uh, the Logos. And so this is, we always go to the root because they're on the Hebrew language, 7% of words carry root words. You know, it's meaning within words within words and then the letter, letters in themselves are actually words. Uh, so when they put a high on the end of that noon right there, it what what is coming from? What is coming from? the born again spirit that I have inherited as a son, the life that I'm living, that I'm establishing. That's where you see um, um, Imoni. That has to do with my lifestyle as a product of what's established in me and what I am in allegiance to in terms of the word. And, and what am I in allegiance to? Amen. I'm, I'm, my life is being governed by the authority of the Father's word. I'll let it spell, I'll let pay. Y'all see it over here? Can I get a pointer? If you can do it. And we're going to stop here and, and we're going to come back. And we just need you look at it. See, I'll let pay is how you spell Aleph. And the basic meaning is, you know, a leader, uh, the father or a source, F-A-T-H-E, I left the R out, out, or a leader of a community of nation. Uh, but the extended meaning, you'll see that the man, that has to do with spiritual authority, you see. And then pay mean the power of words or the power of the authority of the Father's word. Because pay is fair, alef pay and high pay. Pay. Pay alef and pay high. Spell two different ways. So that's where we get the authority of the Father's word. And when you study the whole word out, you'll get the extended meaning and you'll be able to comprehend all of what that word means. Okay, so, you know, you can say living uh, out of my born again spirit, the father being a source, being governed by the father, word, govern the med, the father's word, pay. See, that's why I like looking at the original, because you get several meanings that mean the same. The father's word is infinite, is unlimited. You can't condense it. In just one sentence. You never can do them like that. And all of them are uh, uh, intermingled, intertwined. They are bound together. And you're going to come up with the same meaning, but there is no room for error or misunderstanding because of the layers of light that come at you when you study like this. I had a guy tell me, he said, I want, I want to be able to teach like you teach. I want to know what you know. I said, um, how much time you got? That's all I want to know. Because you think this is going to happen next week, next month, bro, by some quotes and stuff. Ain't happen like that. Now you got to go back to your original language first and get that down. And then that'll tell you what's going on from there. You got to make sure you're born again. You know the voice of your spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. You got to do what you're hearing. You got to be able to submit to authority. So I see you doing scripture study. I'm not taking no special time and stop what I'm doing to come teach you. I was checking his willingness to submit then. 
go to YouTube and study it. And then we'll talk about it. And I'll talk to anybody. And I had a pastor uh, uh, cut off from us because I want to spend three hours with him on the phone. You're a grown but man. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you all the keys you need. Do your own studying. We're not here to replace the Holy Spirit. We're here to lead you to his way and how he do things, you know. Then others have applied the principle. I got sons that I call them sons because they treat me like I'm, I'm their father and mentor. They're doing great. And I didn't sit down in no, no four or five hours. They studied. I spent hours with them through them listening to teaching. They spent hours with me through teaching. They're listening and they're going to something. They ask a question about it. I talk to them. They get it. They go back, apply, apply the laws of meditation, receive illumination. When I ask a question, they always have the answer. Those are my sons. They always have the answer because they are listening. I got daughters who are listening for real and not just hearing stuff one time, you know. So we're going to stop there and we're like, we love you much, appreciate you much. If this uh, uh, teaching has been very controversial, hit the like button. <laughs> and I know it has. So everybody watching should be hitting the like button. And uh, we want you to be born again. But once you get born again, you got to die, make this transition, living out of the born again spirit, living by faith. If you're living any other way, it, it's just not going to happen. We love you much. Appreciate you much. And shalom.